Hello and welcome to Dyna Bros, the official reacts of your Dynamo faithful. We'll be bringing you post-game reactions with no analysis and all emotion all season long. With me is Emmett and Ian, and we just won 2-0 at, at home against the Broccoli FC, and I'm flying high. Super stoked on that win. I was really nervous. I thought we could pull it out, but man, going into tonight, I was like, this is this is a tough game. A lot of fans are putting their hopes on a victory against a team that did really well last season. But boy, the nerves were for naught. The guys came out, and I think they played great all game long. I was very happy with the attack, very happy with the defense. Clark was a standout for me in goal, probably his best game this season. Back to form. So excited. Ian, go ahead and give me your reaction, because that was mine. I mean, Dinobot was right, man. <laughs> Who knew? Who knew? <laughs> Who knew? I'm never going against Dinobot again. I don't have a ton of words, but like in a good way this time. Normally it's in a bad way. <laughs> yeah. But um, you know, at the end at the end of all that, and I asked you right before we started recording, but was the dynamo really good tonight or were Austin or are Austin just not that good? I mean, we know midweek they went out to that Haitian team in the CONCACAF Champions League. And um, and then they come out here and they like really sat back and tried to, you know, hit on the counter and, and do things along those lines, which hasn't necessarily always been their approach. So um, they're kind of having a stop start start to the season. So, hey, I mean, um, it's a great way, I guess. I guess the team hit up that that 80s montage that we were talking about on their they, bye week. They must have, man. I don't know if you saw, I think it was Sebus's uh, Instagram story. He had like uh, just a video of the locker room and Hector Herrera and Amin Bossy did this fun little uh, like uh, Western draw on each other. They like went back to back and they walked it out. They turned around and shot. I think Bossy had a sombrero on in the video so i think these guys are bros now yeah the they got in the cars and they drove off and white snake was playing in the background and they scored two goals from <laughs> it so i'm super proud of the boys i thought everybody came out and just played fantastic very happy with it emmett give us your reactions to this game yeah i'm man i'm a, i'm super excited i uh i think first and foremost we are undefeated at shell energy stadium Amen. We, we can let that <laughs> sink in for a second, right? One and oh. It's a fortress. One, one game, we get the dub. Undefeated. It was all the new food. That's what it was. <laughs> that's that's had to be it. It had to be it. Yeah, I uh, I, I got to watch a lot of this game, uh, and I just was impressed with, with a couple players. I was impressed with our midfield. I was impressed with our creativity. I was impressed with some of our players looking to take on defenders and have the freedom to be creative. Um, and I don't think we really saw very much of that last year. So, uh, man, I'm excited. I'm riding high. Yeah, there were a lot of ideas in the attack, and I think they really paid off. That was that was pretty nice, pretty nice. And I'm excited to listen to the full pod that we record on Monday and see like what kind of conversations we have about the lineup, what kind of conversations we have about our bench players and the substitutions, what kind of conversations we have about our midfield and and with uh, Starez being a right back, because I didn't see any problems there. And just very interested to hear all the, 
the little detaily stuff that we get to talk about. But this is Dyna Bros. This is instant reactions, and we're not analyzing stuff. We're just riding that wave because it feels so good. Austin is a big smack talker. They're fans on social media, Twitter especially. So it's really nice to have just sat them down and reminded them they're the babies in the in the Texas teams. They're the little babies. And, and we're the big daddies. We're the only team that has championships. We're the only team with stars on our jersey, and that's for that's for real reasons. Austin, you'll you'll learn what those stars are for when you eat your vegetables and you grow up. It's a good thing y'all are broccoli FC because those vegetables are going to come in handy as you hit maturity. And one day you'll go through a ten year slump and figure out what it really means to be an MLS team. All right, let's jump to the good, the bad, and the ugly because I could smack talk Austin all day. Ian, I want you to give me the good. I mean, I have to say just like the overall cohesiveness of the team was way better. And I think after those first two matches, that was the thing we were all most like worried about or disappointed in. And so to see the team be able to like have some build up play and push the ball up the field. And then, of course, you know, like you mentioned, like in the attack, they just seem to have some ideas and and be able to kind of like read each other a little bit better, which I think is the number one thing you need uh, as a team going forward, trying to score some goals. Yeah. I mean, Franco had a scissor kick at one point, which was pretty dope uh, or bike. Um, there was, there was just so much going on. The ball was moving so much around our final third and, into the box and players were in the box. I'm still getting used to that this season. That's a, that's a beautiful sight to behold where it's not just one guy in the box and everyone just wondering how he's going to get the ball. So very stoked about that. Very, very much enjoying this fluid transitional play that we're putting out there. Emmett, I'm going to let you give us the bad. Cause I know that you loved this game and I think it's going to be a little difficult for you to think about the bad, and I don't have a bad, so going to you. <laughs> oh, you got me. No, uh, you know, I think the bad thing and the thing that scares me is I don't think we've figured out our final move to get to the goal, to actually finish. I think that's, that that's, that's really challenging, and I think that's been something that we haven't we haven't really nailed down just yet. Um, that's that, I think that a, number a DP nine would be good there. Yeah, Maybe you know, some would, some would say. Uh, I just don't know if our uh, if our DP number nine uh, really gives us what we're looking for from that position. Uh, it seems like Ben also feels that way since he has not started our DP number nine, which is Sevis, these last two games. So we may be looking to get a little bit more from that spot. So that's unfortunate. And that's bad. We've we've got to figure that out. I do think you're right, but I think there's we saw a glimmer of hope in the Hector Herrera goal there. Not that I expect him to score like 10 plus goals this season, but the way that goal happened. Something I think has been a real issue for the Dynamo in the past is we're such slow movers on the ball. We get from one side of the field to the other very slowly. Okay. But this season I feel like we've moved the ball well. And when you look at what happened in that goal, is Griffin Dorsey was all by himself on the right side. They, they moved the ball over there quickly, which forced the defense to shift, and the midfield was able to come up. Hector runs in on a pass that's squared in, into front of the goal, I guess you could say. I don't know the lingo. And 
Hector kicks it in and scores. And I think we'll see a lot more of that if the Dynamo continue this form. Yeah, but but I think there's something else there. Like I think if you take it a step back, right? That ball goes yeah. into Sebis. He tries to play it back. It's not a good pass. He's about to lose it. He almost ruins that attacking play. And Herrera comes oh, from the, the goal. No, Herrera comes from the goal, takes it off Sebis's foot, then puts it out wide to Griffin Dorsey, and then gets in the position to actually finish it. He he was just special tonight. He he looked great. And when I think of what sort of performance we hope and we dream of from a designated player. We saw that today with, with Hector Herrera. I, I can agree with that statement. I, I agree that teamwork is going to be crucial in the final third for this team. And uh, I'm just saying we scored the open play goal when Sebis was on the field. Maybe, maybe he's Stop. a viable part of it. Stop. I'll fight for that man till the day I die. Okay. Pick another Which thing leaves to us. Well, you already took Baird, pretty- Emmett. No, I'm not fighting for that either, which is why I said we've got to figure out who that person is because I don't think it's him either. I don't think it's Barry. I do think it's time for the ugly, which is really easy for me. There was a easily the biggest referee miss of all time. I mean, I've watched soccer for a long time, and you guys have watched it for longer, and soccer's been around for hundreds of years and no referee has ever missed a play this bad. I mean, a pickup game of soccer by three-year-olds would understand that this is the biggest miss of all time. When Clark runs up, jumps, catches the ball, and I don't even know that guy's name, that Austin player, comes in after he's caught the ball, jumps up and slams him into the post. Oh, my gosh. That is that is a yellow every day of the week. Even days that aren't in the week, you know, like – today yesterday those days too it's a yellow card i don't understand i get that the rest like oh it's 25 minutes if i give a second yellow here austin's gonna lose you give the second yellow i don't care you don't come in and physically assault a man and he's 36 years old he could be a grandpa i don't know that was (laughs) that was unacceptable Absolutely unacceptable. Some yeah. of the worst officiating in the history of the league happens right here in the MLS by pro referees. And it's just, it's infuriating to me. This last season, we had countless missed calls, countless bad calls. And once again, we're just getting demolished by these refs. Now, granted, we pulled out a 2 0 victory. Probably should have been a three. I mean, no, they did eventually get that right. It took a extra referee to say, hey, that was a handball. Go do your job. And he goes to VAR and says, oh, you guys are right. That's a handball. Okay. By the way, thank you, Lundy. Emmett, what did you call him in the uh, group chat? I said the, the sleeper cell had been activated. <laughs> that's right. Lundy didn't want to leave. He wanted to make the Dynamo better. That's what it, that's what it was all along. We should have done a good, bad, and the ugly themed just on Lundy. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> what y'all think of his haircut i i don't like the buzz down look ian is a fellow he, redhead does it offend you that he buzzed it all off no he can look however he wants playing for that team <laughs> Dang, amen. you know the thing about the what you're saying sinski about the keeper thing even if that would have been someone on our team going after the keeper and it would have been the second yellow yeah we would have been upset about it we've been like 
yeah, but you deserve it, right? Like it was one of those where it was it was flagrant enough to where I don't even think we'd be super upset that they would get a card for it. We'd be upset at the player for making that decision. Yeah. But wouldn't be upset with the with the referee for making the call. Yeah, we all agreed that Franco's foul, I think it was at the end of the first half or somewhere around there, yeah. where he pulled the guy down or kicked the guy when he was on the ground. Like he just, He's just so frustrated. He's, it's, dang it. Like, that was a stupid yellow. And I mean, our team gets stupid yellows all the time. But that was just incredulous to me that there's no card there. It's so reckless, so dangerous. I mean, their keeper got injured by by the woodwork of the goals last season when Sebis scored that halfway shot. They know what happens when a keeper hits that stuff and he slams our guy into it. I think that's an easy yellow. I think I think that's a reason to call the police and have them arrested and fingerprinted and put in the jail. It's ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. Let's arrest these Austin FC players. <laughs> Houston PD, you know what to do. We know y'all listen. Also, before we go, can I just say... It is so obvious that Ben Olsen listens to our pod because he makes all the changes, all the calls we we call for. Does he do it the way I want him to? Maybe not. But did I not say Starez was going to start this game? Good night. I either said it in the soccer text or on the pod. Go back and listen, faithful, and let me know if I said it on the pod. If I didn't, I'm shooting myself in the foot because I really should have. Well, faithful, I'm so glad y'all came out and listened. This was an awesome game. Big time win. First victory. First game at PowerShell Stadium. I don't know what it's called. What a silly name. It needs to have Fortress in the name because we're undefeated there. Uh, Go ahead and rate us, like us, and listen over and over. We love you guys. We're grateful. Stay faithful. Thank you for listening to the Dynamo Faithful Podcast. We are Chris Sinski, Manny Farcier, Christopher Scroggins, Jake Barry, Kyle McGuire, Emmett Rumfield, and James Franklin. Dynamo Faithful is produced by Ian Gregory Graff with marketing and design from Zach Below. Dynabot is powered by predictions from 538 Club Soccer Predictions. Learn more at 538.com. Music provided by Alex Grohl on Pixabay. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at dynamo underscore faithful and send your questions to dynamofaithfulpod at gmail.com. Thanks for listening and stay faithful.